Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Bad on Paper Podcast. I'm Becca Freeman. And I'm Olivia Mentor. And it is our inaugural episode of 2023. And one of my favorite episodes of every year, we're talking about how we did about our 2022 goals and what our 2023 goals are. Yeah, it's a new year. I'm excited about it. It's not actually a new year. We're recording oh, yeah. this on December 29th. So when I when I said that, I, I fully believed it was 2023 in that moment. It's not. It's December 29th. Good for you feeling that energy already. I've left 2022 behind completely. Okay. Okay. But before we get into it, I missed you. We haven't done an episode in two weeks. I don't think we've talked in two weeks. But yes. tell me your high. I honestly feel like so much has happened, but... I guess I'll kind of pick up where we left off. And my high would be my solo trip to Edinburgh, to Scotland. It was very cold and snowy and rainy, but great. I had an awesome time. It was kind of different than I expected it to be. In what way? I think I thought I would go and I would think like, this is my ideal way to travel now. Like Mm. I love everything about this. I'm having such a good time. And while it was like an incredibly empowering experience that I definitely want to do again, if not like make it a yearly thing, it is lonely at times. Like it, it, it's a lot of just being in your own head. And for as many times as I felt like invisible in this new city and it felt really incredible. It also felt really sad sometimes, but I learned a lot about myself and it was beautiful there. So I can't complain. Overall, it was a high. Okay. What was your high or what is your high? My high is a preemptive high. So this afternoon I'm going up to Maine for New Year's and I'm excited to get out of the city. I think it'll be cozy. Six of my friends from college or I guess three friends and their partners are going up there. I'm I'm really excited. But probably the reason I'm most excited is that my friend Molly, whose house it is, they just got a brand new golden retriever puppy. Oh my gosh. The cutest type of puppy. The cutest type of puppy. And she's so floppy. I can't wait. I, what's her name? Ruby. Oh, so cute. Okay. I saw this in the outline and I was like, what did I miss? Because anytime that a friend of mine is around a puppy, obviously you are obligated to post it on social media 900 times or I don't know you at all. So I'm glad to know I didn't miss this. No, I'm really disappointed in my friend who has this adorable puppy and just has sent far too few photos of it. And so I plan to make up for that and I plan to spam the internet and all of my friends with photos of Ruby. Great. I'm I'm so looking forward to this. I cannot wait. What is your low? My low is that I am working on what I think is, is supposed to be my final round of edits on my book. And it has been a mindfuck. There's kind of two reasons. I mean, the first is that I, I'm finding it really difficult. And I don't know if that's normal because, you know, the things that are left are the things I haven't been able to figure out. So... It's the mentally hardest to kind of square and and like sort out, even though the changes are not huge. And then the other is I'm just I'm struggling with the time of year and I'm struggling with motivation because even though I, I did just I had two weeks off between rounds of edits, so I'm not burnt out. I'm not going into this feeling already zapped. But it's the week between Christmas and New Year's. I feel like everyone on social media is posting about how much nothing they're doing. It's like a timeout. It's like a, you know, it's like a wormhole where, you know, you don't know what day it is and you're just relaxing. And I'm like, oh, I have to work this week. And not only do I have to work, I have to work hard. Yeah. So I am struggling. I also was saying to Olivia before we started recording, I I generally on a project like my least favorite part is the last 10%. I don't love that part of any project. So I'm struggling. I'm excited to be done. I'm excited to start something new. I feel like I have New Year's energy, but then I'm stuck. You know, I'm stuck not in the past, but I'm like still working on (laughs) on this book that I've been working on for two years now. And I'm like, okay, next thing, next thing. Yeah, I... I get that. It's kind of like, you know, when you say a word like repeatedly and then it starts to just sound like nothing. Like, <laughs> I feel like when you look at a piece of writing a million times, like eventually you're just like, oh, OK, this is just a pile of mush and I guess I should give up. So. Oh, absolutely. And I can only focus on the bad things now because I've read it so many times that anything good is just background. 
you know, it's just like background noise. Well, there is a lot of good. So I hope you can sort of get back there and then go into a fresh project in hopefully a few weeks. I hope so. Tell me your low. So my low is that I sprained my ankle in Scotland and I actually thought I broke it because I've twisted my ankles a bunch of times, like just, you know, when your ankle rolls, when you're walking down the street or whatever. But this is the first time that I had like significant (laughs) pain afterwards. So I did get an x-ray and it's just sprained, but it's still swollen three weeks later. It still hurts, still taking a bunch of Tylenol. Oh man. It's just annoying. Like it's just really annoying and it won't really go away. And um, I didn't realize that I feel like I actually have to apologize to people because when people were like, I sprained my ankle, I'd be like, all right, you big baby, like get over it. But (laughs) it actually is really, really, really frustrating. So yeah, that was, that was annoying and frustrating and still is, but you know, at least it's not broken. At least, but that still sucks. I'm sorry. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, it'll get better soon, hopefully. Well, let's take a quick ad break and then get into all of the goals. So this episode is sponsored by the audiobook edition of The Villa by Rachel Hawkins. You know that I love full cast fiction, and this one is narrated by three outstanding narrators, including Julia Whelan, who I think of as the queen of audiobooks. So I listened to this book while I was doing a puzzle over the holidays, which generally A plus combo, and the book was so atmospheric. And the narration was so good that I just, I found myself sitting there zoning out and forgetting about the puzzle. Yeah, this book is incredible. And if you don't already know Rachel Hawkins or you haven't heard us talk about her on the podcast, she's the New York Times bestselling author of The Wife Upstairs and Reckless Girls. So this book is inspired by Frankenstein, Fleetwood Mac, and the Manson Murders. It's set at a sprawling Italian villa with a dark past and told in two timelines. In the first, two best friends and writers, Emily and Chess, bring themselves to a villa on a writing retreat. And in the past, the summer of 1974, a young rock star and his entourage take over the villa for the summer. And what happened in the past is well-known pop culture lore, and it ended in a murder and also the creation of one of the most lauded feminist horror novels of all time and one of rock's most famous albums. But everything is not as it appears, and the timelines collide when Emily in the present uncovers a darker truth to what happened that summer in the 70s. I've been comparing this book to Daisy Jones and the Six meets Verity meets White Lotus, and if that doesn't pique your interest... I don't know what will. Seriously, this book is unmissable, and the audiobook is my new go-to auto-recommendation. The book is out now, and the audiobook is available wherever books and audiobooks are sold. All right, Olivia, let's do a 2022 recap. And if anyone wants to dive back to the source material, Grace and I did a 2022 goal setting episode in the beginning of January. And then Olivia and I did a progress check in in June where Olivia revealed her goals. And we can link both of those in the show notes. I went back and I listened to the June one. It's one of my favorite things about this podcast having the time capsule element and hearing us talk about what the things that we weren't sure we were going to be able to do. I'll I'll talk about it when we get to some of the goals, but I was like, I was getting misty eyed. Oh, really? Okay. So I didn't listen to it because I don't know why I didn't listen to it, but I'm really curious to hear your reaction. Well, I guess before we get into the individual goals, how do you feel about 2022 overall? I feel very good about the year. I accomplished a lot of my goals in ways that I didn't really expect and I didn't accomplish other goals, but In general, I feel like this was a very foundational year for me. Like I felt like I really had to push myself to just be confident in my own choices and my own goals and desires and do that without being so concerned about outside opinions, which was actually one of my goals in general. And that is really all that matters to me now. So yeah, I feel great about it. How do you feel about 2022? Banner year, life-changing, incredible five stars. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
it makes me nervous because if 2022 was this good, does that mean 2023 inevitably kind of has to suck for the scales to even out? No, I think it'll just be better. Okay, I hope so. Let's start with our professional goals for 2022 and we can go through them and say how we did. You're up first. Oh, me. Okay. So one of my goals was to finish the second draft of my book that I started writing in 2020. I sort of started this goal and then stopped for a significant period of time. And I'm going to pick it up again in 2023. But the reason why I stopped is that I started a second book, which I'm almost done with, which was another one of my goals. Again, it was a different book than I anticipated, but was a very fun process that I I didn't really talk that much about on here for you a You didn't lot of talk reasons. about it all. It's a mystery. <laughs> I know, I keep, you know, I keep getting questions whenever I do Q&As on Instagram that are like, how are the books going? And, or how is the book going? And the truth is that I just got to this place where I felt really deeply that I just needed to do it on my own. Like if I really want to do this, if I really want to prioritize this, if I really want to have this be the majority of my life, then like I have to do it separate from outside input. And I just was like, well, I'll just do that. And if I still like it and I'll just keep going. So I just kept going. But anyway, it felt good just to do something without sharing it. (laughs) I tend to share everything. But anyway, so more more on all of that in the future. So like sort of accomplished one, didn't accomplish the other, but I feel okay about that. The next one was to get an agent, which I did. This one made me so misty eyed because you were taught the way you were talking about it in the June episode felt like you not that you didn't have hope, but you like really felt like this was a reach goal and you were really nervous about it. And knowing what the future held. I just, I was getting really emotional about it. (laughs) Oh gosh, I'll have to go back and listen. But I mean, honestly, all of these goals, I don't know. They all seem so big and foreign to me that I still get nervous writing goals for the next year. Cause I'm like, I don't want to disappoint myself if I don't accomplish them. But anyway, yeah, I am proud of myself and I absolutely love my agent and I'm so just like inspired by her as a, as a person. So My last one was to sell the book that I started writing in 2020, which I did not. I still have hope for that. I, but we'll see. I'm open to whatever, you know, 2023 in the future has, has to bring me. And I'm still proud of myself for progress I made in tons of different projects. I feel like to editorialize here, you are making it sound more pessimistic than it actually (laughs) is, where you kind of pivoted and deprioritize one project, but like everything is going really well. And like, you're very much on track for these goals on a different timeline. Thanks. Yeah. You know what this year is Tommy is like, I just, and in general, this is kind of part of my goals for the new year, but I just have to like, let go of everything is going to go exactly how I want it to go. The exact timeline I want it to have. And I'm going to set these deadlines and everything's going to go perfectly. Like it just doesn't work out like that. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that the day to day still isn't meaningful. So yeah, but thank you. You also crushed it in 2022 in the biggest way possible. So let's get into these for you, your professional goals. I mean, I accomplished the two biggest ones, but it's it's a mixed bag. Okay, so my number one goal was to sell my book. Done. Did it. Did the damn thing. Sold the next one too. So I'm hopefully going to just feel lighter. Before you even started writing. Yeah. So like you are you are truly killing it. So I I hope that, you know, there's less stress. It feels lighter with the second one. My second goal was to start book two. I haven't done it. My current round of edits are due January 6th. But I will say you have basically written it in your head. Oh, I have. I have. But For many, many months. Yes. But everything's perfect in your head until you try True. to get it on the page. So I'm not counting my chickens before they've hatched. But yes, I have a very clear vision of it. So yeah, my, my current round of edits is, are due on January 6th. And then I think I'm going to take the next like two-ish weeks to have, I don't know what I'm calling research weeks. I have a whole list of books I want to read, movies I want to watch. I want to read a few craft books that I haven't read before to just like energize myself to get started. And I want to start by the end of January, but I feel fine about not having started book two. My third one was sell a TV show or film based on current or future rom-com pods project. And then in the June episode, I updated that like we were also looking at optioning a couple of book properties all of this fell apart real hard, real hard. However, it's not my fault. 
basically over the summer, the streaming TV landscape kind of imploded. And, Mm. you know, Netflix. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Netflix kind of like revised their earnings and kind of got to a point where Netflix is losing subscribers. And so they have to Oh, yeah. pull back on their content costs. And then HBO Max was bought by Warner Brothers. And they are kind of refocusing on theatrical film releases and deprioritizing a lot of stuff on HBO Max. And so kind of just like the landscape has dramatically shifted. I think a lot of IP was acquired during the pandemic when things weren't being produced. So there's a huge backlog. And from what I'm hearing from agents, executives, et cetera, It is impossible to sell anything right now. Interesting. So we have production companies set up for two projects, for Showmance and for Bone Mary Berry. But we don't have like a studio, like they're kind of stuck. So that didn't happen. And then we tried to acquire rights for two book things. And both of those fell apart. One was our fault. One was not our fault. The one that was our fault, I literally had like the worst meeting of my life. Like I was like, I would not want us to work on this either. So yeah, that didn't happen. But maybe that's like for the best because I feel like you had so many other things going on that you were really passionate about. Like it's hard to balance all of that. My next goal was sell and create at least one new rom-com pod show. Didn't happen. I don't know what's going on there either. I feel like there's a lot of pessimism about fiction podcasts and we had a lot of meetings and wasn't for lack of trying, but nobody wanted to buy anything and we're not doing it for free anymore. So fair. Nothing. Um, and then my one that I this one made me misty eyed about myself. I'd said at the beginning of the year that my big, scary, hairy goal that I like wasn't sure that I was going to be able to accomplish, but I put on my list anyway was to quit consulting. And I did it. That's amazing. So with selling this book and already having the next book sold, you know, I feel confident, at least for now, I can always go back to it. But I, I, as of October, I had a project finish up and I just didn't get a new project. So you're living your dream. I'm a, yeah, I'm a full-time author and podcaster now. Has that sunk in for you? No, no. I think it won't until the book is available or at least until, you know, there's arcs out there. Like it feels like, a holding pattern, like a weird fantasy land. Like, it, no, it doesn't feel real. Shall we switch over to the personal side? Sure. So my first personal goal was to make early mornings, like waking up at 5, 536, uh, like second nature. I think I I probably meant like doing it naturally. Um, this is not really the case, I would say. I still like early mornings. You were there until November and then it kind of just like went off. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into this a little bit in the 2023 goals, but from November to now has literally been all over the place. So my routine is thrown out to sea. Like it is gone. I have no routine. I am all over the place. I don't sleep well. I don't wake up early. So like, I think that the habit is there. I just need to like reacquaint myself with it. I don't feel like I failed. So there's that. Second one was to travel as much as I possibly could, which I definitely did. I've never traveled more in my life. And do you feel energized by it or do you feel exhausted by it at the end of the year? It made the year go by very fast. I don't feel tired or exhausted. I feel really grateful for all the experiences. And like I learned so much and really became much more flexible as a human being. But I am ready to sort of be a homebody, which is also part of my nature for the next year. So with a few trips in here and there. The next one was to save 60% of every paycheck. I did that, I would say, 95% of the time. So proud of myself there. That's incredible. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. You know, it's weird. I was thinking about the travel and like every trip I went on, I was like, I really can't afford this. And that was probably true. But I don't know. I made it happen. I cut back on other expenses. I tried to make money in other ways to make up for it. So it worked out. The next one, the biggest one, stop seeking outside reassurance and approval from other people. I think I've made huge progress in this one. Like I think Well, this is an enormous goal. Yeah. I truly and honestly feel like a different person today than I was a year wow. ago when it comes to this. That's great. 
Thanks. Yeah, I'm really proud of myself. Sorry for offering you outside reassurance. (laughs) No, (laughs) I still like it. It's just, I used to just like, I don't know. I remember when we started podcasting, I would say something that I knew was true, like the name of a celebrity or something. And then I'd be like, is that right, Becca? Like, is that right? And I, I knew it's just little things like that. I just did not trust myself. And so I feel like I'm, I'm really confident in decisions I make, who I am, what I say, what I know, all of that. Not perfect, but I definitely think I accomplished this. The next one was to keep up with my five-year journal. I have done this. I am up to date. I have loved it so much. I cannot recommend it enough to people who are um, looking for a consistent way to journal that's really easy. I bought one of these and now right the second I'm realizing that it got lost in the mail and never got delivered. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, maybe it'll be easier to start on January 1st anyway. True. And then (laughs) the last one is one I definitely didn't do, which is to stare at a painting for three hours, which was something that was talked about in the book. What was it? 4,000 weeks? Time management for mortals. Basically, it was just to stare at a painting for three hours and see what I observed and not look at my phone and uh, just kind of be present. Didn't do that. Didn't do that. I thought about it a lot. I mean, I guess I have two days. What would you say is the longest duration of time that you stared at a painting for? A minute. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So so I really, I made progress. (laughs) Oh, man. I didn't know Um, if there was like, you were like, well, I did it for 15 minutes and then felt weird, but no. You know, I should have done it in Scotland and I just didn't think about it. Perhaps the time that I was just walking around with no waterproof jacket in the pouring icy rain, I should have gone into a free gallery and looked at a painting for three hours and stayed warm. But, you know, didn't cross my mind. So next year. There's always next year. Uh, There's always next year. What about you? Okay. So my biggest, I guess, self-improvement goal, I'm also looking at these and I'm like, what were these goals? Um, Okay. So my biggest goal is to stop biting my nails. I feel similarly to this about your wake up at 5 a.m. goal in that right now it is not the case, but in general, I did this. And I feel like- You definitely did. I was really impressed. And I feel like the habit is gone. Right now, my nails are a little wrecked because I had too many gel manicures and they're really like thin and like brittle. So we're giving it a break and they're really short right now. But I feel like the compulsion to bite them is controlled. Good. That's as a fellow lifelong nail biter, I'm proud of you. Thank you. So A plus on this one. Well, A minus on this one because it's not currently true. I'll give you the plus. I'll give you the A plus. My second one was to host dinner parties and game nights. I did zero of these things. I did have my friend Hannah over for dinner the other week. I I don't know. I think with like the book stuff, I was just always stressed and I, I didn't do this. You were traveling a lot too. Like I feel like you were always like domestically going somewhere, Boston or Maine or yeah. San Francisco. So it's hard. But I could have I could have done this. True. So I maybe I didn't. The third one was to meet Leo and Noah, who are two of my friends' babies. And I I checked this off. I checked this off early. I think it was in February or March. So big check. My fourth one was to master fake eyelashes. I like it. It's a wild card. I tried four times. I was successful one out of four. Once a quarter. Once a quarter. That's impressive. I was successful one out of four. I think I I would still like to do this. It's not I'm not renewing it into 2023 because I don't care as much, but I want to try to get some of those ones that are magnetic and see if those are easier. Yeah, I've seen those. They they're really cool looking. Yeah, so I want to try different a different type, but I did successfully do this with like generally no headache the night of the National Book Awards. So like when it counted, my, oh, yeah. the only black tie event I went to, I successfully put on fake eyelashes. I tried three other times and it ended in like a goopy disaster that I needed to take all my makeup off and do it again. I feel like it's kind of like eyeliner, which is that you either do it the first try, no problems. It's it, You're like, oh, this is so easy. Why don't I do it all the time? Or it's like an absolute 30 minute ordeal that will never be correct and you end up taking off all your makeup. Yeah, yeah, truly. So I don't think skill wise I have mastered this. Do you wish to continue the goal in the new year? No, but I'm going to, I'll like buy a new set of eyelashes and try them, but you know. Okay. We'll see. Nice. 
I'd already said in the June episode that I didn't want to do this anymore, but I originally in January said I wanted to take walks in the morning. I think I just took a walk sometime in late December in the morning and just felt amazing and was like, I want to do this. And I I don't think I want to do this. So <laughs> have revised that's, this. Nope. That's fair. I like that. I think there should be more representation for people that make a goal and then change their mind. Okay. Well, and that's okay. Yeah. And then I had do a personal 5K because in June I was doing the 5K running app and then I got COVID and my lungs were broken like for months afterwards. And so I stopped running and have not gone back to it. Any interest in picking up again? I don't know. I mean, right now it's too cold, so I don't have any interest, but I I would try again in spring. Okay. We'll check back in. Yeah. So let's take a break and then let's talk about 2023 goals. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Like many of us, I used to believe that when I finally had everything together, that that's when I would feel my best. When I was working out every day, saving money, being productive. But in truth, feeling my best is actually pretty simple. The more intentional I am, the better I feel. And a big part of what has empowered me to be more intentional every single day is working with a therapist. While therapy can be beneficial for anyone, it's not a one-size-fits-all type of experience, and, and different people want to get different things out of it. So it can help you learn more positive coping skills and set boundaries. It can help you boost your self-esteem or work through trauma. Whether you're interested in trying out therapy for the first time or finding a new therapist after a big life change or move, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. One of the things I personally love about BetterHelp is that it makes it very easy to switch therapists at any time. As someone with a little bit of social anxiety, the idea of having to call a therapist or, God forbid, see them in person and say, "Uh, I don't think this is working out. I'd like to go see someone else is so scary. But BetterHelp makes the process of changing therapists so much easier, which means you're that much more likely to find your perfect therapist and actually stick with therapy. If you want to live a more empowered life in 2023, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash BadOnPaper today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash BadOnPaper. Let's get into 2023 goals. I'm feeling very just like giddy. I, Me I too. Love, I love a new year and I'm like, I feel like this year it's going to be so good. I don't know. I just feel so good and warm and fuzzy about it. But do you have a formal process for setting or tracking goals? I actually don't know this about you, although I feel like we talk about goals a lot. I do not. I am really grateful to the podcast to be able to have them tracked somewhere to be able to check in. But that is the most formal my process gets. One thing I did this year, which I thought... I really liked was that I started writing down goals in early December just as they came to me. So it wasn't the, you know, December 31st, sit down and try to think of everything, but only think of the things that are like the first to come to mind and then set a bunch of goals that you don't actually care about. So I've kind of been working on mine throughout the month, which I really, really liked. But no, I I don't have I I think you have a formal process and track the bubble system, but I don't. <laughs> tell tell me yours. So, uh, so I have a few different things I do, but yeah. So this past year was the first year for basically the entire year. I used this bubble system, which essentially is just each month I have a sheet of paper and on the sheet of paper, I will have different categories where I want to focus. So say I want to work on a writing project and I'll write down that writing project and each bubble will represent a certain amount of words. So say I wanted to write 10,000 words. If I wrote a thousand words, I'd check off one of the bubbles or fill it in. Say I wanted to work out 10 times. If I worked out once, I'd check the bubble. So it kind of breaks down bigger goals into smaller bite-sized pieces that I can focus on every day. I don't know if I will keep doing that. Oh, intrigue. I, it, it really worked for me. It's just that and I'll talk about this more, but I just kind of want to relax a bit <laughs> with everything in my life because I've just found that like the tighter grip I have on things, the worse I feel. Yep. 
So maybe I will, maybe I won't. I don't know. I'm kind of up in the air, but it does really work if you're hoping to sort of shrink down goals. But another thing I've been doing for the past, this will be the third year, is I write a letter to myself, like my future self. I write about the past year and what I'm hoping to accomplish. I read yesterday when I was prepping for this episode, I read the letter from last year and it was just really, it was a good way for me to focus in on like what's important to me and what's changed. It's been very helpful, but yeah, that's all. (laughs) Tell me about your personal goals for 2023. Okay. So I made these and then last night I was out to dinner with my friend Rachel and we were talking about our 2023 goals and she said that she'd only done her fun ones but hadn't done the serious ones yet and she had a whole list of fun ones and it made me be like, oh, all of mine are like not that fun. So maybe I need to add some more fun personal ones because these are a little bland, but okay, (laughs) they're truly things I want to do. Okay, so the first thing I want to do is I want to start a journal. As a listener of this podcast, you know that anytime anyone brings up having a journal, like I'm ragingly jealous. Which is often. We talk about journaling. Yeah, we talk about it all the time. And every time my reaction is green-eyed jealousy. So it seems as though I should start keeping a journal. Um, I I support this. I kind of started it over the past week. I'm trying to be loosey-goosey about it. At one point, I thought I was going to do the artist's way and do morning pages and did not like that. So I guess I don't have a firm vision of how frequently I want to journal. I just feel like so much is happening in my life in 2023. It's my debut year of my book coming out. I feel like it'll be really emotional. I'm going to write the second book. And I would I, I would love to have some record of that. So I don't know what's realistic in terms of frequency. I'm kind of just going to play it by ear but I'm starting a journal. Awesome. My journal is yellow. (laughs) Oh. Mm -hmm. My second one, and I put this on here because I need to just kick my butt and do it. I want to get a walking pad so badly. But in order to get a walking pad, I need to get rid of my SoulCycle bike, which has turned out to be a massive headache slash project. I thought you found someone in the Facebook group to take it off your hands. I did. And then they ghosted me. And then I went on to the second one. And now like scheduling is tough. So I'm, I'm really hoping to have checked this one off by the end of January, because especially over the last week of the year, over Christmas, it was so cold in New York and having a walking pad, especially while I was on edits, like, oh, it would have saved me. So I'm putting it here to make sure that I have to check in on it in June. And if I haven't done it, like. So you're going to have to buy a standing desk too then. Yeah, I'm going to buy a standing desk. Yeah. Okay. So got to get that done. Next one is that I want to visit Charleston and San Francisco to celebrate friends' life milestones. So Grace bought a house. Uh, My friend Ashley, who lives in San Francisco, had a second baby. So I got to get to both of those places to celebrate with them. Yay. I love that one. The next one is really vague and somewhat immeasurable, which is not good when it comes to a goal. But (laughs) I really want to cook healthy meals at home more often than not. I don't just want to like cook conveniency things that are like, yeah, I'm cooking, but it's not actually healthy. Like I just feel like I have slipped into some really bad patterns and I've let them role because I'm like, well, as long as you finish your book, it's fine. But I really want to get into like, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't want to say meal prepping because I feel like some people are so intense about meal prepping and that's not what I want to do. But I I just like want to get into a better groove. Yeah. I, I like this one a lot. I feel like that's one small thing that actually can really change your life. Yeah. And then my last one is I want to dye my gray hair. I didn't even know you had gray hair. Okay. So it's mostly in kind of like the mid layers underneath my hair. So other people can't see it. But every time I do, I can't wear my hair half up, half down. Or I I have like a couple of like clumps too. Like it's not distributed throughout. And every time I do my hair, it really bothers me. And so nothing wrong with having gray hair. If you want people who are like really into celebrating their gray hair, like Hitha Palapu and uh, Carly Reardon, who are both past podcast guests, have like made a thing that they're not going to dye their gray hair. I'm not that person. I'm definitely going to dye my gray hair <laughs> and I'm going to do it this year. But I've never <laughs> dyed my hair before. Like I, it's like a weird point of pride that I've like never, ever dyed my hair. 
So there are, that is a that is a thing. The, people that have never dyed their hair, it's like you meet them. They're like, "Hello, I've never dyed my hair. I've never you dyed my hair." That. But there and is a group of people like that. It, it feels like a really steep th- thing where I'm like, "Oh my god, this is a this is well, a big expensive. step." So good for you for you know how much money you probably saved never doing that thousands. I yeah. So, but this but is the year I support this new journey. This is the year. I don't know. I'm, I'm I'll go for a consultation. Like let them tell me. I'm not going to do anything blonde. wild. But. Blonde Becca. Ooh. I, there was a time when I was a teenager where I really wanted to dye, like I wanted to dye my hair like hot pink or something or, you know, a color. That looks so good. I think that that time has passed, but we'll see. Maybe <laughs> I'll dye my hair and then by the end of the year, I'll be like addicted to dyeing my hair and it'll be different crazy colors. Rainbow. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Perfect. Those are mine. What are yours? My first one is to just the same one as last year, continue to keep up with my five-year journal. This will be the first year where I will have last year's entries to look at. Oh, so last year was the first year. Yes. So I'm really excited just every day to be able to be like, here's what I was thinking on this day last year. Oh, I love that. Maybe I should get one of these too. It's really easy. It's probably the the most (sighs) I've stuck with the journaling habit because it's only like you could just write one sentence a day. You know, one went here, did this, felt this. I know, but Um, I want to do this song. I want to have more too. And it feels like it it feels like setting myself up for failure to be like, I'm not just going to start a journal. I'm going to start two journals. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. You know, actually, on some days where I needed to write more, I just sort of wrote on a piece of paper and stuck it in. Oh, um, like taped it in and. There was only like a couple times where I was like, I need to write about this more or I'm going to have mental breakdown. But so, you know, there's there's different options. Okay. Okay. So the next one is kind of a big one. And (laughs) I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about this. And I probably won't talk about it that much until we actually like sign the papers. But for the past couple months, almost Jake and I have been in the process of buying a house. So we are moving and we close next week in two weeks. A little less than two weeks. Again, like I don't want to jinx it, but I feel like I couldn't talk about goals without talking about this because it's all I think about recently. But it is an older house. So there are lots of projects and I am just so excited to like design spaces, to do DIY projects, to renovate, to be in a new space. I am like scared shitless as well, I should mention. But um, yeah, it's happening so you heard it here first, I guess, if, <laughs> if you made it this far. I'm amending my earlier goal to also add <laughs> stay at Olivia's new house. Yes, please do. And yeah, it, because I know people will ask, we are leaving Philly. It's in the Hudson Valley. And I will talk more about why and all of that when it's done. Or you'll be hearing me have an absolute emotional breakdown if it falls through. So stay tuned for that. But yeah, I'm excited. I feel really like I'm just excited to be creative in a new way. I feel like you're going to be so good at it. I, I feel like you are <laughs> meant to do this. And I don't Thank know you. if this is the launch of a like 2024 career as a house flipper, but like I feel like this is your calling. Thank you. I That means a lot to me. You know, I walked in this house and I was like, I have so many ideas. I just felt Kind of like when you start writing and you like hit that like flow state where you're just like, this is going and this feels so right. Like that's how I felt in the Ooh. house. I am scared about ghosts. Oh, and not excited I about am, them? I'm I'm scared. If you look up old home renovation on TikTok, what you are met with is just terrifying ghost stories, which could be real, could be not. Doesn't matter because now they're in my head. You should watch the um, CBS show Ghosts because they're all like fun, cozy ghosts. My, my friend told me this and she was like, it might help you like reframe your version yeah. of ghosts. So you know what? I might. So yeah. Anyway, like there are lots I, of ghosts, yeah. but they're they're fun. I'm going to watch that. Yeah. Because in any like new, scary, out of your comfort zone situation, my mind is just like, I must account for every worst case situation, including but not limited to the supernatural. So I'm, I'm just, I'm spiraling a bit. Well, here's a best case, fun, friendly ghosts. It's true. It's true. We're going to go with that. Anyway, I won't talk too much more about it, but I'm excited. And You could have a Casper situation. I mean, not that, I feel like <laughs> I'm frequently trying to get you to leave Jake for like, a Scottish Highlands man. And now I'm like, what about a ghost instead of Jake? Like, I kind of hope he doesn't listen, but I'm like, what if it's a Casper? 
<laughs> no, Jake is key to both my happiness, but also like who's going to operate the circular saw mm-hmm. for the projects in the mm-hmm. new house. Like I, it's you know that's okay, a whole so other. So fa- falling in love with a ghost, not on the vision board, not 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 yet. Okay. Like friendship, friendship, ghost sure. friendship, sure would be cool. A couple more personal goals is I really want to be more thoughtful about mindless activity. I never feel worse about myself than when I turn on the TV and I have nothing in mind I want to watch. And I just watch like, I don't know, like Alaskan fishermen or whatever, just like whatever is on first. And same with mindless scrolling. Like, I don't know why I'm there. I don't know what I'm doing. It's just a way to not be in my thoughts or feelings. <laughs> That's okay sometimes, but I just want to be a little more mindful of that and figure out like, okay, why am I trying to zone out so hard right now? And how could I like work through this a different way? I feel like this with my phone, but I almost feel like I've given up because I cannot control my screen time. So the I will phone be- is way harder. I will yeah. Say. So I'm very excited to see in in June and then at the end of the year if you have any tips I can take because this is something that I my heart desires so much and I just cannot figure out. We'll check in. We'll check in. And then the final one quickly is I would really like to go on another solo trip. I would like to make this a yearly thing, like particularly if Jake and I, if, when, whatever, Jake and I have kids, like... I would love to be like, this is a non-negotiable. I'm doing this every year. And just to, you know, remind myself that I am strong. (laughs) I feel like that's only fair to balance out his survival hiking. Honestly, yes. (laughs) It's true. And mine is much less dangerous. True. Uh, Enough about me. Let's get into your professional goals, which I'm really excited about. Yes. So... First one, biggest one, is I want to write a first and second draft of book two. I believe that the final draft of book two is due April 1st, 2024. I'm tempted to say I want to write all of it, but I know that with book one coming out, I'm going to lose at least a month, if not more, to just being unproductive, not being able to focus. So I want to finish a second draft of book two, but you know, it would be great if I could do more. I do not know how to quantify or measure this, but I want to keep it on here to remind myself. I want to find more balance in joy in writing book two. I was so anxious. I was so hard on myself writing the first book. I would not classify it as an overall pleasant experience. And so I want to figure out if I can do this in a lighter way. Ah, I love that. Um, you definitely are very hard on yourself, which I, I understand. So I am my biggest what what word am I looking for? Detractor? I am critic? Very, critic. Biggest critic. Yes, I am so hard on myself. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a big one. Well, you you deserve this one, so I hope you I hope you get there. I hope so too. And I think hopefully having already sold it take some of the pressure off and having other people in the trenches with me, my agent and my editor also make this possible. But yeah, I want to make it fun for myself. I want to take some of the pressure off. Yeah. This is your career yeah. as well. <laughs> my next one is that I want to make five new author friends. And when I say friends, I want it somebody that if we're in the same city, we can go out for lunch or drinks. Or if it's somebody who's in a different city, I want to be on like a texting basis with them. And, you know, this is... I stopped consulting. So this is my job now. It's very solitary. And the few people that I am on this basis with have been so invaluable to me. I mean, having you be in the in this process with me of also drafting your book has been incredible. Kate Spencer, who hosts Forever 35, was such a cheerleader and then also such a wealth of information to me when I was selling my book and was so generous with like, her time. My friend Hannah Ornstein, who is also an author, last week, like very quickly read the draft of my book to get feedback. Like having these people who are experiencing this too, and even just to like commiserate with, to be like, hey, have you ever felt this way? So five new author friends. Love that. Yep. Community is important. Community is important. My next one is I want to go on a solo or a two to three person writing trip slash retreat. 
I love you. You said this really like I will always associate the first book with Spain because I sold it there. But I think it would be really fun to have assuming I go on to have a career of writing many more books, it would be really cool to have a place that's associated with each book. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. Even if it's not in the book, you know, like my first book has nothing yeah. to do with Spain. But yeah, so I, I would really like to do this and, and see how this works out for me. I am generally, I can only work in dead silence and I work best at home. So this might be a terrible <laughs> idea and completely backfire, but I want to try it. Yeah. I think it's a good goal. I want to grow our podcast listenership by 20%. We have been plateaued since 2020, basically since the pandemic hit. I was really scared this year that we would shrink, that, you know, with Grace leaving, people would leave too. And maybe that was true, but however many people left, they were replaced by other people that discovered the podcast through Olivia or otherwise. So we we stayed steady this year, but I really want to get back to growing And the way that podcast advertising works is it's priced based on the amount of downloads you get. So by growing our listenership, we can also make more money, which means we can invest more time into the podcast. So yeah, I really want to see listenership grow by by 20%. I don't know how that's going to happen, but I'd I'd like it to happen. So if you would like to help me with my goal, please tell a friend who would like this podcast to start listening. And I think one of the biggest things that's tricky is that we now have almost five years of back catalog, but obviously you as a listener know you can kind of jump in anywhere. Like there's not a long yeah. tail story. You can catch up. There's inside jokes. You might not, not know what like tiny tongs are right away, but there's no reason that you can't just start. You don't need to listen to the whole back catalog. Some people do. And I think that's so cool, but you don't need to. So somebody could jump in. This is our first episode of 2023. They could jump in yeah. right now. Hey. Start the ride. (laughs) And then my last one, I feel like whenever I do Instagram question boxes, people are always like, are you going to go on tour again? Are you going to do a tour for your book? Are you going to do live shows for the podcast? And the answer is, I have no idea. Probably not. The only way I can see that happening is if somebody else plans it. But I want to do at least one live event this year. Yay. Which could either be for the podcast or for my book. I feel like this is an easy one to accomplish because I feel like I'll do at least... I will attend. Yeah. Well, I feel like I'll do at least one thing for my book, even if it's just like one event in New York, if I don't get sent on a full tour. So I'm putting it down. Can I just say, how cool is it that you have people being like, when are you going to go on tour, Becca? Like, you're basically a rock star. I know, (laughs) but it stresses me out. Um, I get that. I get that. Like, I just don't have the the bandwidth to plan it like I did it myself when we did our past two tours and like did all the booking and all of the logistics and I like don't have that in me right now it's understandable so unless somebody else can pick up the slack on all of that and I can just show up like I just I don't have it in me yeah okay well I think one is a good goal yes I think one is reasonable tell me your professional goals for 2023 so in general my goal this year is to really simplify things and to really focus on the things that are most fulfilling to me. And that means saying no way more than I say yes, which I've kind of started doing the last two months, which let me tell you, when you're in the process of buying a house and you're suddenly like, I'm saying no to Instagram partnerships, affiliate commerce, uh, freelance stories and other things, it's very terrifying. But I'm kind of looking at it as like, I have to say no to things in order to say yes to the things that really are meaningful to me, like writing and the podcast and my newsletter and stuff like that. So saying no to more Instagram stuff, to more freelance stories. And I really want to grow and prioritize my newsletter, which I love doing. And I'm going to start up again next week. So maybe increasing it to two times a week or experimenting with like a paid subscription or something like that. I want to finish the new, I don't really know what draft this would be, like a full second draft, 2.5. I'm not sure, but there's much work that needs to be done with my first book that I started writing in 2020. I need to finish and finish edits on the second book. So the second book will end up being theoretically the first one to come out, we think. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, So book one was the first book that was started, but won't necessarily be the first one to come out, but you're still doing it. You haven't given it up. Yes, exactly. And then 
start book number three. Can I just say, like, this is so cool. Like, I know it's daunting, but it's so cool to be like, start book three. That's wild. I know, which it's it's really wild when you haven't really made any money. (laughs) No, but it's like, you know, the idea of writing a singular first draft of a singular project is so tough that it's like you're like yeah I can do it a third time that's so cool (laughs) thanks yeah you know I didn't talk about this last year when we set our goals but I it was the first year where I was very intense about setting income goals for myself every month and like I was very obsessed with making more money and I just really want to let that go a bit and be like well what is actually going to make me feel good and of course like I'm still gonna have to make money so (laughs) but you know I don't need to make as much as I was necessarily. I just more fulfilling stuff, less only doing it for the money. And finally, I also want to contribute to podcast growth somehow. I have some ideas for a Patreon, but no promises here. And if it does happen, it will be something that will be sort of like a test run. So thinking about it, but we'll see. And yeah, that's a quick rundown of some of them. So those are ours. I would love to start a thread in the Facebook group for people to share whatever goals they have, because I think putting it somewhere public is, I don't know, at least for me, it's really motivating and having it to check back on. So we'll start a thread and we'd love to hear your goals. I also need fun ones. So I'd love inspiration. Yes. I want to hear them all. Yeah. But let's get into some end matter. What's your obsession? New Year energy. I feel, I'm obsessed with New Year energy. I know that some people hate setting goals. And, you know, obviously I think a lot of people have goals that are body related or or diet related. And so I understand that aversion, but I love the feeling of a new year, clean slate, fresh goals, go get them attitude. Like I'm so excited. Me too. This episode is making me real excited. I'm like, just ready to get out there. And I mean, I'm already thinking it's 2023, so I'm ready. What are you obsessed with? So I've been in South Carolina with my family and we've been just doing, I've been doing a lot of puzzles, coloring. Uh, I got a lot of coloring books and markers for Christmas, um, board games and stuff. And it's just been nice to like do a lot of things without screens Yeah, and really kind of relaxing and fun and nice, just really pleasant. So that's that. Let's talk about books. What did you read? (laughs) I read a lot. You have a lot here. Do you want to go first? You have five? Yeah, sure. I I can go first. So the first book I read was Before I Let Go by Kennedy Ryan. And I have seen this talked about everywhere. So I was really excited to check it out. It's a romance. It feels really different than other romances I've read. It's about a woman who is in her ooh, either late 30s or early 40s, is divorced and starts having an affair with her ex-husband. And there is a big mental health plot line. There's definitely some triggers about stillbirth and and child loss, but it was so well done and beautiful and like gut-wrenching. Like it was really emotional. So that was great. I really enjoyed it. Also, one thing that really made me want to read it is it had the best Goodreads rating I've ever seen. Like I want to say it had like a 4.6 or something. Yeah, we talked about this, right? Unheard of. That's crazy. So I read that. And then, please don't hate me, everyone. I had An Arc of Happy Place by Emily Henry, which is out April 25th, and I read it. And I loved it. I loved it. I do not know what deal with the devil she made, but fourth (laughs) book in a row that is such a hit. I am tempted to say that, like, objectively, I think this is probably her best book yet. It deals with a friend group and a couple that has already broken up but is pretending to fake date. I think the character depth of both the main character and the love interest are both, they're so well-developed. It's so deep. I loved it. It felt different than her other books. I think People We Meet on Vacation is still my personal favorite. I can't even tell you exactly why. Like, There's just something in it that really did it for me. But this one, I think objectively is her best. I loved it. 5.5 stars in my book. Like, It's better than, it's better than even a five-star book. So good. Wow. Yeah, I loved it. It was really hard to like pick something else up after because you're like, ooh, what do you read after this? 
(laughs) I went with a book called Georgie All Along by Kate Claiborne, which comes out in January. And this is a enemies, I guess enemies to lovers romance about a woman who has been living in LA and her, her whole life implodes and she moves back home to her hometown, which I think is either in North Carolina or Virginia, somewhere in that area. She's living with her parents and um, her parents are kind of flaky hippies and have also enlisted this other guy to come live there as a caretaker while they're on a camper trip vacation. And so that they end up living in the same house together. And of course, sparks fly. It was very good. It was really, really well written, which I really appreciated. And I thought the characters were really well developed, even though it was kind of a standard fare romance. Like I didn't think like the plot was all that innovative, but it was really well done. So read that. Then I read The Villa by Rachel Hawkins, which spoiler. (laughs) Yeah, spoiler. In addition to being an ad here is also our January book club pick, which some of you might know from Instagram. And I want to make it clear, you can't buy a book club pick, but like this book, Olivia, I... I'm pretty sure I read it in one sitting. I'm not even a a thriller person. And I was, oh my God. Yeah. I got in bed one night, opened it up and finished it that same night. Oh my God. It was so good. So loved that. And then I read Pineapple Street by Jenny Jackson, which comes out in March. And this book, I would compare it to Succession if the Roy family were like wasps instead of moguls and they loved each other. Hmm. So it's like an eccentric, very rich family. It takes place in Brooklyn Heights, which I loved. It's a very New Yorky book. It's kind of character study. Like it's like less plot, more character study. And it's told by the point of view of three different women in the family. But I really enjoyed it. And I thought like the writing was incredible. And if you don't know who Jenny Jackson is, in addition, this is her first novel, but she's... I want to say vice president and editorial director at Knopf. And she was the editor who edited Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. So if that Ah. is a book you loved in 2022, you can read Jenny's own book in 2023. Wow. Sounds good. Yeah. So that's what I read. Tell me what you read. Okay. So I have two. One is this book called The Fell by Sarah Moss. I had never heard of it, but I went in this bookshop in Edinburgh and it looked really nice. I liked the cover and it was really short. It is about um, the very, I want to say early stages of the pandemic in England. Everything is locked down, which was, I didn't know. And it was kind of interesting to read back because it somehow feels like very, like it just happened and also like forever ago. But Anyway, um, this older woman is kind of frustrated with being stuck inside and she goes out for a hike and ends up falling and injuring herself. I don't know if I would recommend this, to be honest with you. The writing is really beautiful, but it's not plot driven. It's just and there's not a lot of breaks like there's no paragraphs. It's just kind of like one giant. I hate that. It's it's really interesting. (laughs) As a writer, as someone who writes, I read it and I was like, wow, this is really creative. And there's some really beautiful lines and I thought the the way they discussed the pandemic was very interesting, but I don't know if I would recommend it if you're like, I really want a page turner. Yeah. The second one, very different, is A Merry Little Meet Cute by Julie Murphy and Sierra Simone. This is a romance about, do you know about this book, Becca? Yeah, I have heard about this. I've seen the cover a lot of places. Yeah. I had the arc of this, but I just hadn't had time to pick it up, but it was Christmas and whatever. So I picked it up one night. I also read it basically in one sitting. Um, and it's kind of long, like I think maybe like 350 or 400 pages, but it is about a plus size porn star who is cast in a Hallmark movie, basically like a Hallmark Christmas movie. And her co-star is a, I want to say a former boy band member who she grew up (laughs) There's a lot happening here who she grew up um, being obsessed with. And then he secretly has this like she's like his favorite porn star. (laughs) But anyway, um, there's a lot happening there. I it was very steamy is all I will say. It was very steamy. Like. Yeah. So if you're into that, check it out. So that is what we have for you. We also have our January book club pick, The Villa by Rachel Hawkins. I said it before and I'll say it again. Daisy Jones and the Six meets Verity meets The White Lotus season two. And like, if that doesn't do it for you, I just don't know what will. I don't know how to please you if that does not pique your interest. So (laughs) I'm really excited about this one. 
It's not too scary. It's not as dark as Verity. So I think if you're if you're a baby like me, I totally enjoyed it. But I think this one's a crowd pleaser. It was so, so good. Oh, the other thing we didn't mention is one of the women in the present timeline who goes to this villa is kind of like a Gwyneth Paltrow-esque self-help guru, which I was a aspect of the story that I loved. This was my favorite part of it. I could not get enough of that character. Like, I could not get enough of it. Yeah, so it, there's just there's so much that is great about this book. I cannot wait to discuss it. I think I don't know, like we're starting strong. Like you I feel confident that you all will love it. This is a fun book. Like no yeah. matter whether you uh, no you'll enjoy reading this. Yes, agree. You'll enjoy the experience of reading it. Agree. If you'd like more of us, come to the Facebook group and tell us your 2023 goals. Join us on Instagram at Bad on Paper Podcast. I'm on Instagram at Becca M. Freeman. And I'm at Olivia Mentor. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.